$100 MBA show. Whether snow, sleet, or rain, we will deliver a 10-minute business lesson to you every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And today's lesson is part two of our two-part lesson on how to create a clothing line business. If you haven't listened to part one yet, pause this episode right now and listen to part one yesterday's episode. In today's episode, we're going to get through the next four steps, the last four steps that complete our seven steps of creating a clothing line business. We put out our prototype, we got our feedback, and now it's time to roll up our sleeves and create our product. How do you find your materials? How do you find your workforce to do this for you? How do you find the funding for your business? And how do you get this thing on sale? How do you sell it to the masses? We talk about it all in today's episode. So roll up your sleeves and let's get down to business. Today's episode of the $100 MBA show is sponsored by HostGator. Guys, if you're looking for an all-in-one website hosting solution, stop looking. HostGator is the way to go. We use HostGator for both the $100 MBA and Webinar Ninja because we love their all-in-one solution. Not only do they help you with your hosting, domain names, and SSL certificates, they can help you out with design services, marketing services, and their support is top-notch. And HostGator is giving every listener of the $100 MBA show 30% off. That's insane, guys. Head on over to HostGator.com slash MBA30. Again, that's HostGator.com slash MBA30. Guys, let me take a few seconds to recap the first three steps of creating your clothing line business. We talked about coming up with a gotta-have-it item, an item that people really want, that they really are interested in. Then we talked about step two, developing the design, getting it sketched out, even if it's just a rough sketch. And then step three was making a prototype. We discussed in yesterday's episode how to do that so you can get some feedback about your idea in real life by real people. All right, that brings us to step four, and that's sourcing your materials. Now, depending on what kind of clothing you're selling, there's a difference between selling t-shirts or dress shirts for men or skirts for women. Different pieces will need different materials. So you're going to have to do some legwork in terms of sourcing the right fabric and the right materials for your product. Now, let me explain what I mean by fabric and materials. If you're doing something as simple as graphic tees, then you have to source the best quality t-shirt you want to use. You're also going to have to source the actual quality of the printing, the screen printing, or if you're doing embroidery. Now, if you're doing something a little bit more complicated than a t-shirt, let's say, for example, a men's dress shirt or a woman's dress, There are other materials that are involved other than the fabric. Let me give you an example. In our clothing line, we used to create men's dress shirts. And with a dress shirt, there's a lot of different materials I need to buy. So first of all, there's the fabric of the actual shirt, whether it's a mix of cotton and polyester or if it's linen. But then there's the actual buttons. In fact, buttons are really, really important in a shirt. Or when the buttons are not really great quality, that also sticks out and they fall off. Then you have the threading the threading that holds your things together, that puts the shirt together, as well as puts the buttons on the shirt. Then we have the cardstock that holds the collar up. This is especially important with the dress shirt because dress shirts get washed a lot and the collar has to look really good with a tie. This is also applicable to cuffs. So as you can see, it's not just fabric. There's other things that you have to source. Now, when you're first getting started, you don't want to order thousands of pieces. My opinion is to order a few pieces, 20 pieces maybe, 
and I would maybe take one product, let's say a shirt, and produce it in two different colors, or even just one color is fine, but a variety of sizes. And I would go with the basic sizes, small, medium, large, and extra large. You can even skip out on the extra large if you feel like it, just at the start. So you might find out you might not even need 20, maybe even 15 pieces is fine. Now, where are you gonna source these materials? I would go local in a local fabric shop, whether it's Michael's or Rag Shop, depending on where you are uh, in what country, you should find some place that sources fabric locally. A craft store usually has the. Now, my advice is when you're sourcing materials, don't buy a whole bunch of material right away. Just get enough for one shirt. Again, we're going baby steps. You had your prototype, and that was created and sourced by somebody else. Now you're going to get to the nitty-gritty details and source the right materials so your prototype version 2 is closer to what you're actually going to sell. So get enough materials for one piece. That brings us to step five. Find a factory or a tailor. A factory is more for mass production, and you'll find that when you're producing clothing, most factories will not accept orders less than 500, 1,000, even 2,000 pieces. I know this firsthand. And in fact, we never actually went the factory route. I actually hired my own tailors and grew slowly. But there should be a local tailor somewhere around, like we mentioned, in your town that can actually create your first piece with your source materials and then your first 20 pieces. It's going to be a little bit more expensive per piece, but again, you're going small right now and it's going to be a lot smarter than you going factory and ordering a thousand pieces that you just don't know if they're going to sell or not. That's a huge startup investment you don't need to spend right now. Now, when you're sitting there with a tailor, or if you're on Skype for that matter, if you're somebody that's far away, be explicit about what you want. Again, makersroad.com is good for this as well. Check them out. So at this point, you have a real product. It's not a prototype anymore. You can actually sell these shirts or sell these items of clothing. But before you sell, you got to start building your business. And that's going to take funding. Now, you know that I personally do not believe that you need to get funding from external sources. And you can start very small with very little funding of your own. So savings is ideal here. And remember, you can just start creating enough to sell to make a profit and reinvest. You may also want to look at crowdfunding or kickstarter.com and see if you can kickstart or crowdfund your products. Now that you have some products that are real, you can put them on, you can model them, you get some other people to model them, you can take some video of them, and you can have people place orders or back your actual Kickstarter and you can fulfill orders as they come in or after you're actually backed. This is sort of like a pre-order or a pre-launch. This is perfect for a clothing line business. But even if you don't go the Kickstarter route, you can start selling your few items, your 20 items, at a local flea market, at a local trade store, or even just online with a website. With WordPress and Magento, there's so many ways to create websites. In fact, our sponsor today, HostGator, has one-click WordPress installs. So you can get WordPress up and going and you can just install a theme that's for a clothing store and you're up and running in no time. I do have to say you need to make an investment in photography. Get some quality photos of your products because in those types of websites, a lot of people zoom in and look at the actual clothing in detail and your photos have to be top notch. The resolution has to be great. This brings me to part seven, selling your product. 
A lot of people feel they have to have a brick and mortar business, a physical store in order to sell clothing. I could tell you firsthand, we ran a very, very successful clothing business being completely online. But we also went to a lot of clothing trade stores, a lot of conventions. So we got our clothing in the hands of customers and we got feedback. And we also took some pictures of people wearing our clothing. Also, wholesalers and small boutique shops go to these conventions and they're looking to find new types of clothing to add to their stock, to add to their store. So we've made a lot of sales just off other stores that want to use our clothing, that want to sell our clothing. Obviously, we gave a bulk discount because they're buying wholesale, but it's a great way to get our clothing into the market. You can also go down the Etsy route. Etsy is a great marketplace for creatives, or you can even just start off with an eBay store. But starting a website is so easy these days that I highly encourage you build your own real estate, your own store online. Guys, I got more on today's topic, some things you need to consider when it comes to selling clothing that I want to share with you. But before that, I got to give love to today's sponsor, HostGator. Guys, yesterday I was creating a new website. Luckily, we use HostGator for our web hosting. So I was able to install WordPress with one click. It happened within seconds. And I was able to install a theme really quickly and create a whole new website for Webinar Ninja's support documents. So our users can look up articles and learn how to use the software. It was pain-free, it was amazing. And because I host with HostGator, it's all included. And it was pretty self-explanatory. I didn't even have to ask support to do anything for me. But if I did wanna ask support, they're available 24 seven via phone, chat, or email. So whatever time it is during the day, if I need to reach out to make some changes to my website, make some upgrades, buy a new domain name, HostGator is there to help me along the way. And best of all, HostGator is giving a massive discount to all listeners of The $100 MBA Show, 30% off web hosting. Just go to HostGator.com slash MBA30 and save 30%. Again, that's HostGator.com slash MBA30. Guys, when you're selling clothing, it's a physical product. So you're gonna have to think about some things like shipping. How are you gonna ship your products to your customers? Obviously, if you're just getting started and you're in America, the US Postal Service is an option, or you can go FedEx or UPS. That's if you're sending things on your own. You may wanna do a flat fee for shipping or include free shipping on orders that are above a certain amount, maybe $100, $200, or you can calculate shipping depending on the distance. And once you start mass producing and you start selling out of, let's say, a warehouse rather than your own garage, I recommend you check out Shipwire. We used Shipwire before, and they're a fulfillment service. That means you send your products over to them. They have certain requirements of the packaging and the way you label your packages. You have to put a SKU, a special number for each item, and they basically create an inventory. And you hook up your Shipwire account to your website. So when somebody actually places an order, Shipwire automatically is notified and is shipping that item straight to your customer. You don't have to do anything. And in fact, it saves you money because Shipwire gets some really great rates on shipping because they do this as a business. They also handle returns. So if somebody's returning something, they can send it back to Shipwire and they process that return, putting it back in your inventory. There's a lot of fulfillment services out there. So do your homework. Shipwire is the option we used when we had the business some years back. The other thing you have to consider is where are you producing your products? Where are you actually manufacturing them? If you're manufacturing them locally in the country that you reside in, then you're not gonna have to worry about custom tax. So keep that in mind. But if you are producing outside your country, you're gonna have to pay for custom tax as you ship them into the country you live in. 
or the country your customers live in. Now, sometimes when you're mass producing at a certain level, the custom tax is a tax you're willing to pay because you're saving so much money producing overseas. But maybe when you're first just getting started, even the first few years, it makes more sense to actually produce locally. So keep these things in mind as well. The last thing I want you to keep in mind is that with fashion, with clothing, you got to keep things fresh. Don't overproduce stock that's going to sit there for months on end. Clothing and fashion is seasonable. Yes, you're going to have your tried and true products that sell and they're classics that people love, but that's the exception, not the rule. So produce in small batches and keep things fresh. All right, guys, that wraps up today's lesson. I hope you enjoyed this two-part lesson on how to create your own clothing line business. Guys, remember, tomorrow is Free Ride Friday where we give away a free ride, a free lifetime membership to the $100 MBA training and community. If you want to enter our weekly random draw to win a free ride, just leave us an iTunes rating and review on iTunes. If you're on your iPhone, just click on the cover art and click on the link that says give us a rating and review. If you're on any device, a laptop, a computer, just go to a browser and go to 100mba.net slash show. All the instructions are right there. That's it for me today, guys. But before I go, I want to leave you with this. In my personal experience, clothing is not the easiest business. It's a tough business. But it is very rewarding. And if it's your passion and something that you really enjoy doing, then go full steam ahead. But take your time. Don't make huge decisions. Don't make huge orders when you don't need to. Keep it small and grow slowly. I can't tell you how much money I lost in the past because I ordered too much. Believe me, being out of stock is better for your business than being overstocked. Having a limited amount of your actual product can really show your customers that there is a scarcity in your business and that they should buy when it's available. All right, guys, I hope that helps and I hope to see you in tomorrow's episode. I'll see you then, guys. Take care.